Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. My name is Bob D, and with me for this show are Darren Granger. Hello there. And we're joined by a very, very special guest for this evening. It's only Mr. Tino Rabe. Yep. Hi, everybody. We're going to be chatting in this show to Timo about his victorious run at the UK System Open last weekend and also to chat a little bit about the list that, as I understand it, has been tearing a hole through Germany. So going straight into the event, Timo, um, you are a player who's, who's had quite a lot of success uh, in events uh, in X-Wing for the last few years. Um, yeah, I think I started playing in 2016, 15, 16, something around that, and um, even since then, I started making cuts at the bigger events um, and went international, I think, 2016 with um, National in Holland or the Netherlands. That okay. was my first international tournament, and from then on, I was hooked on X-Wing International. <laughs> and you've had some big wins along the way, I think. Um, I've at least won two, uh, two store championships. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, never won a regional, um, made a few cuts in regionals, many finals in regionals, but uh, weren't able to win them. Um, but in 2017, I was quite a bit lucky uh, to win two tournaments within three weeks and that was the German national and after that the Belgium national. Okay, so two national championships within three weeks? Yes. Okay, and uh, you played for the German team uh, last year in the XTC and they did alright? Yes. Um, we had a method to find our players and that was uh, the... Um, actual German national champion and the winner of our biggest community event in Germany had to put together a team and decided who's on that team and with every member growing the team uh, in total decided who's the next to join. Okay, okay, so it's an organic thing where the team picks the new team members. Yes, we did it that way last year. And I we think don't overall know... you finished second at the XTC? Yes, uh, we had eight wins out of ten, I think. Um, the Spanish guys beat us, and I can't remember who was the second to beat us. Could be the French, I don't know. I'm but, blaming Ollie Potnell's dice for you beating the, the England team. That was very close. Um, okay, so moving, moving to the, the event itself, um, you would have had... Did you get a bye in the first round of the cup? Uh, yes, uh, because I was uh, King of Swiss, went undefeated on the first day. Uh, like Darren, um, I had uh, buy in the first round, so I just yeah. But I was only in. like I was only I was only the prince. I I, I came seventh out of the uh, out of the um, list of people that got the buy. Um, my MOV was shocking, but still six and zero oh, team win. Can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. Uh, so that means that you went 10 games undefeated over the weekend. Uh, 11. 11. Forgive me. I missed a round. 
Okay, so <laughs> eleven games undefeated. Um, we're not going to go through every every single uh, game that you played because I want to spend quite a lot of time talking about a very exciting list that you you took. What were the games that really stuck out for you? Um, the games that stuck out. It was definitely uh, the semi-final that felt like a final against uh, this Swedish guy from the 186th. Ah, uh, Chris Benson. Yeah, Christoph. Um, that was a roller coaster game, I would call it. It was Baryan's hit both of us um, on different levels on, of the game. Um, but in the end, I went victorious uh, because in the last second last round, uh, my Koshka survived on one hull. <laughs> oh. Yeah, hull upgrade, best upgrade ever. <laughs> um, and he didn't manage to have my Boba in the last round, so that's why I was still up on points <clears throat> when time ran out. And so I made it to the final. Fantastic. And a final which you won, so massive congratulations. Thank you. Um, it's it's the biggest tournament in the world. Uh, Worlds is getting there, but I'm still thinking of it as the as the greatest event in X Wing. So, massive congratulations! And and the players that you're joining as winners of that event are players who are recognised across the world as being amongst the best in the game. Uh, guys like Andrew Patterson, when he still cared, and Michelle uh, <laughs> Farris, who's a huge international guy. Um, and Jack Mooney last year. So you're joining a list of really fantastic players. So massive, massive congratulations on, on the win. You, you mentioned there the impact of, of variance of, on, in your game against Chris. How do you feel that, that variance affected you through the event? I mean, do you, do you feel that you were lucky throughout the, the 11 games? Um, on some points you always have a lucky roll where you get um, four out of hands, <clears throat> even if you have both mods ready um, and don't need to spend the target lock or something else. Um, but I think through all the games, the Ryans hit me in both ways. So I, um, the only ship I lost was um, Koshka in one round, second round of the tournament. Um, okay, the game the game was decided. Koshka was down on two or three hull and was fully hit and blanked out with reroll. Uh, so she died. Um, so I lost a few points there, but overall, I would say it was mostly my opponents were surprised by shoot bombs. Um, and uh, the maneuvers I took. Okay, yeah, it's it's dice is a thing, but it's still a game where the people who are best at maneuvering are the ones who are most likely to win, right? Um, I still am assuming that because we are always reading uh, the same names in the guts. So yeah, yeah. We, we just can't say that it's a dice game, but it still is very much a tactical game. As you can say, dice are a thing, but we're all playing with the same dice. Like They've all got the same swings, ups and downs. So, yes, it's a variance is a, a big, big thing. But at the end of the day, 
you've got to put yourself into the right position. You've got to be flying the right list that suits your play style. Uh, and, and yeah, see what you can do. And, um, and did yeah. you find that any of your games were particularly difficult? Did you find that there are any lists you faced that the double fire sprays struggled against? I think nearly every game was quite difficult because I was mostly uh, outbid um, by the other bobbers I faced, so they could uh, outmaneuver me. Um, I played three times against five A-wings. They are quite difficult to choose through and get any points of them. And they have so many small pinching attacks with uh, two hits every time at mostly range two that are quite difficult to dodge. What was the toughest matchup that you faced with the with the fire sprays? Throughout the tournament? Yeah. Um, so, Christoph and his Jedi were quite tough. And because I have never flown against them, I had in game three, I can't recall his name at the moment, but I flew against uh, three tires F. Uh, two armed with concussion missiles, one with uh, magpuls, um, null and scorch. So many chips, passive sensors. I think we had nearly 40 minutes of me trying to get the rate, uh, right engagement because I just disengaged all the time, tried to get in his back. Um, that was quite a tough game. Um, because he always had his passive sensors ready, um, able to shoot three versus two. But I managed it somehow that he doesn't get his double modification for these shots. Okay, and that makes a big difference to, to what the dice are able to do when he rolls them. Yes, so we always needed his target locks and just rolled two hits or something like that, and that could be dodged, so I lost a few shields here, a few shields there. Um, he made a big mistake in the after 20 or 30 minutes when he thought that his null barrel rolling into range 3 of Boba would not be range 3. Where I stripped him a shield and a hull on range yeah. 3 against no mods. I had four mods, I had target lock on him and my force. And so uh, null dropped from uh, pilot skill 7. That was difficult for me, down to zero. Nice. Really nice. Um, okay, so the, the list itself, let's just run through what's in it. You've got Koshka Frost and Bobber, and it's known as um, Bofrost. Yes, Bofrost. And is, that's, a, that's a German gag, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a food deliverant that uh, sells frozen food, and uh, they have trucks driving around uh, and delivering the food. <laughs> Okay, so you've, you've got Bobber and Koshka, and you've got proton bombs on each of them. You've got a hull upgrade on each of them. And then on Bobber, you've got Maul and the title, and uh, the um, oh, the thing that lets you do the reds uh, while you... In this, in this tournament, it, yeah, in this tournament, it was uh, Cybernetics on Bobber. That's right, Contraband Cybernetics, forgive me. And then on Koshka, she's carrying triple zero. Yes. 
and one of the most um, important things in the list, uh, the rig cargo chute. Rig cargo chute is absolutely massive in that list. Yes. It scares the hell out of aces. Combined with bombs, it's a real good weapon against nearly every ace. And obviously yes. it, it's got that advantage that it not only does it um, worry aces, but when I looked at it and, and saw the list, um, that uh, it, it then triggers Koshka's ability. You've got multiple ways then of, of, of triggering her, her re-rolls with triple zero and with the red cargo shoot. Um, yeah, so is that? do you think that is more key to the list than anything else, that rig shoot? Um, her ability works works out fine uh, against nearly everything because you have so many ships um, in 2.0 that have linked actions that want to stress themselves. Um, so it makes her a little uh, a little bobber. Yeah, I mean, I know I, I I played at the side of you for several games. I was quite thankful that I I actually didn't have to play you because it was one of those puzzles that I looked at and went, I'm not sure I can work this out with enough time to play the game. And as, as a lot of people that I played at the weekend know that, that um, I I have to stress out my uh, jump masters. And so having Koshka there with re-rolls and uh, Boba Fett with re-rolls, it was, it was a puzzle that I, I would have struggled with, if I'm honest. Uh, but I think you had enough iron cannons to maybe control them well enough. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's that. But um, no, it was certainly interesting to see uh, Scum doing so well when actually they've been pretty pretty barren since the um, the Dreyer swarm, the, the Dreyer and the Skurgs kind of took the nerf bat hard last year. They, they seem to have dropped off and now they, they seem to be back in force. Is that mm -hmm. something you've seen in Germany or? I, I, th I think Scum never left. Um lists were redesigned there were so many scummy janklers even flying at worlds made up by the poles uh, some some guys from switzerland made up really janky cool um scum lists that worked out um dali invented uh, the list i played at euros and at the xtc the forlom koshka and lazrazi list that was quite good versus aces um, designed to kill aces um, and after the, the, the fire sprays were always strong but no one played them so just bother um, the, the, the list came together with, with Dali behind it as I understand it yes that Dali completely invented it in, uh, so he made it up and um, made it quite famous in Germany before it now I think will swap over a bit to the world um, it's such a multi-tool this list with the most strongest fire sprays I think in combination and the best wing well, having, having, having played with it for three or four games um, it's, it does not fly itself by any means. It takes a lot of skill to get the positioning right. 
the the only thought I had about about the design was whether the contraband cybernetics might be more useful on Koshka than on Bob. Any any thoughts on moving contraband to to Koshka? Um, now I have to disagree with you because okay. Um, Boba is the one that could possibly stress himself out with Maul against swarms or okay. many, sh many shots coming in and around and you need to uh, do the 4K or the talent roll next round or need to do an action and so you need the kybernetics if you take it on uh, Boba. Okay. Yeah, and I, um, I would agree as well that um, with Koshka obviously being the lower initiative pilot in that list um, and the rig shoot being an action, not dropping during the system phase, it means that actually you can use her to drop it on to... Um, there's a lot of PS4 in the meta at the moment, so actually being able to move before them, drop it on them, and know where it's going to be, and then potentially act as a blocker as well is, is great. I think if you were to switch them around, you'd be uh, trying to do too much stuff with Bobber with the kind of uh, the Slave 1 title and with the... Um, the the repositioning with his boost and things like that. I think, yeah, I think um, contraband is key on Boba. And how about Zuno dropping the uh, proton bombs for seismics? Um, my personal playstyle likes obstacles. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So so getting rid of obstacles would. Uh, take take away my cover. Take away routes to block with or control with bombs or blocking. Um, so uh, wouldn't be my playstyle. I think you can do it, but just to have a bigger range of putting a damage through to maybe swarms or something like that. Take away okay. maybe uh, obstacles for denying struts. Um, on the drones or something like that, but I feel I think that the prox uh, the uh, proton bombs with handing out crits directly to ships that have no shields is more crucial. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And the bigger threat. Yeah, yeah, and and you don't want to get behind them. Yes. Okay, and. Um Obviously, the, the list we talked about is, is very much tailored for hyperspace, and the event that you won last weekend was a hyperspace event. What changes might you consider if you were taking Koshka and Boba into an extended event? Um, I ran Boba and Koshka even before the hyperspace change, and the original list I flew was no kybernetics, but both with crackshot. Yep. Um, now that the uh, Slave 1 title dropped down from a point, so I ran it at 200 points. And now we have, for hyperspace, we have three spare points. That's why I decided to go for Kybernetics in this event. I tried Andrasta on Koshka last week, or the week before. Um, you could even take Fearless on Boba or Koshka. Um, so there's just these options with these three points. Um, Dali sometimes even kicks out Slave 1 then and takes Kybernetics on Bobar and uh, considering both crack shots for the extended. Okay, that's interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah, to, I me, mean, that's I a, to me that sounds like madness. 
Why? Like, Slave 1 should be stapled to Boba, in my opinion, but... Hey, who am I? <laughs> yeah, uh, if, if you anticipate the opponent rides, you don't need the Slave 1. But I'm more on the safe side. I agree with you, Darren. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't drop it at all. Yeah, I, I would rather uh, maybe go up to 200 points, um, put a crack shot either on Boba or Koshka, stay with the Kybernetics and with the Slave 1 Tardo to be at 200 again. And bid is not needed, I think. I mean, Slave 1 can be a bit of a trap in the sense that you can end up playing to put yourself into positions where you can take advantage of the title when actually a, a more straightforward straight move may be the better option. That sometimes can happen if you try to be fancy, yes. Totally, to, <laughs> yeah, well, to, to, totally agree. It tells you something about what I'm trying to do. Um, okay, um, well, that's all we have time for for this show. Um, Tino, before we go, is there anyone you want to say say hi to while you're on the pod? Um, no one in particular. Just thank Marcel, so Dali again, if he is ever going to hear this uh, podcast. <laughs> um, and a whole thank to the uh, whole X-Wing community in the UK. You are all lovely guys. It's always a pleasure to fly over to the UK and play X-Wing with you. Um, I met so many good friends over there. Um, you're quite good and competitive community and stay the way you are. Um, like Lewis mentioned earlier on Facebook, um, that's what I definitely saw this year is the saltiness, even with Ryan's happening, um, I've seen no game where this happened. No, no one was really salty this weekend. Everyone had just fun games, and this is the way it has to be. Well, that's that's something I think that uh, the whole UK community can be can be super proud of. Personally, I want to, I want to thank you, and I want to thank Dali for for the list. Uh, I yes. I played it as I say, and I've loved it. I've absolutely adored the experience of moving those two ships around. They've got game against everything. Every game involves a lot of decisions. There's a lot to get wrong and a lot to get right. And in a lot of ways, it's it's uh, really made me feel very differently about X Wing, much more positive about X Wing than I have for a long time. So so thank you to both of you. And um, okay, um, so that's it for this show. Uh, before we go, a very quick plug. On the 7th of March, the Element Games Store Championship is going to be occurring at Element Games in Stockport. Tickets have gone apace since they were released a couple of days ago. It's twinned with Convergence, which is a role-playing game tournament. Uh, we'll all see you there. Really excited about that. And in the next show, we are hoping to be speaking to the winner of the Texas Open, Duncan Howard. So, in the meantime, it's goodbye from Darren Granger. Bye for now. And goodbye from our special guest, Mr. Timo Rabe. See you next time, and this is the way. Auf <laughs> <I'll> Wiedersehen. <laughs>